what do you think you need to do to get faster? The thing that most people think they need to do is run more, run harder. And while this is generally true, the way that most people think that they're going to get faster is far from the actual truth. The two main variables that you can control with your training when it comes to getting faster are your volume and the variety of training that you do. Most people are in agreement that running more is going to make you faster. If you're not, change that. <laughs> running more will make you faster. But what most people don't understand is it's the variety in training that you do that is the other main element that makes you faster. In a previous episode, I had talked about how the number one mistake that my athletes make, and this is not just my athletes, it's runners in general, is going way too fast on their everyday runs. But I'm not telling you to slow down and go slow all the time. Running slow all the time isn't going to make you faster either. You need to have a good variety of speeds throughout your training week if you want to get to your true potential. Welcome to the Night and Runs podcast. I'm Coach Chris Knighton, and on today's episode, we're going to dive into exactly how fast you should run each day if you want to run as fast as possible. If you haven't already gotten a free copy of my book, Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR, I have a free downloadable edition on my website. Just go to nightandruns.com and you can download that today. Okay, let's get into it. How fast should you run each day? For those of you watching this on YouTube, I'm going to open up a screen share and show a chart that I created if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're just listening to the podcast version, that's okay. I'll explain it clearly here as well. And I'm going to include a link in the show notes if you want to see the chart on YouTube. All right. So how fast to run each day? Most people think that you get faster by just going out and running hard-ish. Hard-ish. I know before I really understood training theory at all, yeah, I'd go out on Tuesday, run hard for 30 minutes. I was probably pretty sore from that. I remember as a new runner, I'd do a run and I was really sore the next day. I probably wouldn't run the next day. So I'd go back out on Thursday. I'd start to feel a little bit better. And I'd run hardish again. I mean, for me at that point, there wasn't really an understanding of different training paces. It was like, oh, I'm just going to go out and run. And what most people think when they think of running ends up being pretty challenging pace. For most folks, I see this brand new runners, they're going like 75, 80% on their runs. And they're often pretty sore the next day. So maybe I'd take another day off. You know, I was a new runner. I'm not used to running every single day. And then on Saturday, I try to get in my long run because maybe I was training for a half marathon or a marathon or something like that. And I knew I needed to cover the distance on race day. So I'd go a little bit longer, but it would still be kind of hard. And, but you know, I was going longer, so couldn't be that hard. So I'd take it easy a little bit. And that's about all I knew. Sunday, I'd take that day off to rest and then start all over again the next week. So maybe I'd run three or four times per week. Um, 
you know, maybe butt up against little injuries and things like that that would require me to take a little bit of time off now and then. But I don't know. I was getting out there and I was running and I was, I was, I was trying hard. So I thought it would help me improve. This thought process, this way of running is how almost every person comes to me for coaching. They, they come to me do, doing this. This has been their background. Unless you learned how to actually train the right way, this is the default mode that most folks just kind of assume is the right way to train. It's not. So if this is how you've been running in the past, on this show, I'm going to teach you how to actually run the right way, how fast to actually run each day, and this is the process that will actually help you get faster. So for the sake of simplicity, I'm just going to give a standard training week. Now, this is going to vary throughout the course of training. The types of workouts you do and exactly how fast you're going to run on each day are going to vary depending on where you are in training, how close you are to a goal race. Maybe you're early in training, just focusing on building your volume. So you're, you're not doing as many of these workouts, maybe in the middle of training, you're doing a certain style of workout, but then as you get closer to your race, you're pivoting to a different style of workout. Maybe one that's a bit more specific or one that's going to work on your weaknesses a bit more, but this is a typical, very typical training week for someone training for a marathon or a half marathon. So Let's say you have only run three, maybe four days per week in the past. I would love to get you up to running five days per week. I think most runners are going to see the most improvement when they're running five or six days per week. I think having one rest day is important, but five or six days per week is going to get you to your goals much, much faster. And it's, it's just much more realistic if you're running that much than if you're only running three or four days per week. Four days per week can be okay if you like to do a lot of other activities aside from just running as well. But um, for this, for, let's just focus on a pure runner here. Let's say five days per week should be your goal as a minimum. Now, you're probably used to running three or four days per week pretty hard or hardish, moderate. That's going to change. So the way that you are able to run more, more frequently, more miles, more days per week is by modulating the intensity of how fast you're going each day. The first thing that you need to understand is that there's going to be hard days, moderate days, and easy days. It's going to be off days, and there's going to be days that are purely about recovery, but you're still getting out there and running. And if you've watched my previous episode about the, the effort level that you want to give into each run, newer runners, yeah, they're probably used to doing every run at like a seven to eight out of 10 effort, but we're really going to change that for you. So let's say your typical weekly schedule is off day on Monday, off day on Friday. You're going to run every other day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're going to run Saturday and Sunday. I really like that schedule for marathoners and half marathoners. Tuesday will be your first run of the week. 
you've taken Monday off, maybe you settle into work, the work week, whatever. Tuesday is going to be your first run of the week. This is going to be your speed workout. This is going to be your fastest run of the week. You're going to go faster than than at any point in this in this run. You're maybe going to be doing workouts like um, repeats at 5K pace or repeats at 10K pace, things like 80% effort here. Really, really quite fast if you're training for a marathon or half marathon. These could be paces that are a minute per mile potentially faster than your goal marathon pace. The next day, you're going to want to stay active. You don't want to just take a rest day, but you went pretty hard on Tuesday. So on Wednesday, you really need to emphasize the recovery aspect of things. You want to get out there and become comfortable jogging. And I really mean that jogging easy two or three out of 10 effort. 30% maximum effort. It really doesn't matter how fast you go on these days. Actually, you want to go slower on recovery days so that you promote recovery. The main goal of these days is recovery from your previous hard workout. And it allows your body to stay loose, um, you know, work out some of the kinks that you might've developed doing that hard workout the day before and get ready for your next hard run. So after you've done your recovery run on Wednesday, we're going to move to Thursday. Now, Thursday is going to be the second faster workout of the week. And generally, this is going to be either a tempo run, a progression run, or a medium long run. The type of workout you're doing is going to vary, again, depending on where you are in your training and who you are as an athlete. But this is going to be a longer but slightly slower speed workout when compared to what you did on Tuesday. So if Tuesday was faster, shorter repeats, you know, maybe 400 meters at 5K pace done repetitively, for example, or 800 meters at 5K pace to 10K pace done repetitively, your tempo run would be longer but slower endurance building speed workout session. Okay. So this would be things like mile repeats, maybe three by one mile at half marathon pace, maybe uh, three miles steady, a little bit faster than marathon pace, that kind of thing. For more advanced runners, this could be something like three times two miles at half marathon pace. So for this workout, you're going to be giving about 70 percent effort. And the focus here is on improving your endurance at faster speeds, at, at race speeds. Tempo running is fantastic for marathon runners and half marathon runners. Tempo pace is generally going to be around half marathon pace for most folks, and it's going to be significantly faster than marathon pace for everyone. And it's going to help make your marathon pace and your half marathon pace feel more comfortable when it comes time to do that on race day. Now, Friday, we're going to move into Friday. Friday is going to be an off day. So in this schedule, we have five days of running per week. So Friday is an off day in in lieu of a recovery run. Um, But this could be another recovery run if you're a more advanced runner and want to run six days per week. Then we move into Saturday. Saturday is generally going to be the hardest run for 
half marathoners and marathoners. And by hard, I don't necessarily mean the fastest, but generally it's going to be your long run and it's going to be the most physically demanding for most athletes. This isn't always going to be true. Sometimes your speed workout or your tempo run is going to be harder than your long run, but let's just say in general, your long run is going to be the most demanding workout of the week. And I like to have that on Saturday because whereas the speed workout and tempo workout, you only get one day rest or recovery between before your next hard run, the long run being on Saturday, you're going to get two rest days or recovery days uh, before your next speed workout on Tuesday. Uh, It's generally okay to flip-flop the long run Saturday versus Sunday, but you just kind of want to think about the other workouts you have and make sure that you're getting a good amount of recovery on either side. Now, Saturday for most folks, the long run. Let's say you're training for a marathon. most, Most people, unless you're doing over... 50, 60, 70 miles per week. But even if you're doing that much, you're putting a very large percentage of your weekly mileage onto the long run. For shorter distance training, a general rule of thumb is, you know, you don't want to go above like 20% of your total weekly mileage in your long run. But this just doesn't realistically work that well when you're training for the marathon, at least the way that most folks approach it. Imagine if you're running 40 miles per week, 25% of that is only 10 miles. If you're training for a marathon, you need to be a lot more comfortable running further than just 10 miles. So, you know, someone doing 40 miles per week, they're probably going to get up to at least 16 miles in their long run. Most folks are going to want to do 18 or 20, 20 miles in a 40 mile week. That's 50% of your total weekly mileage. That's a lot put onto one run. That's why it's so physically demanding. You're doing such a huge percentage of your total weekly mileage and the impact on your body all concentrated on just one day. So you're going to want to make sure that you get a large amount of recovery after that, two days if possible. Now, long runs come in different formats. If you were training for a marathon or a half marathon, really the two that you need to consider are comfortable long runs where the goal is simply covering the distance at a comfortable, easy run pace. This is going to be slower than marathon pace, typically one to two minutes per mile slower than marathon pace. And then you're going to have fast race specific long runs. And this is going to be things like a long run that includes a big chunk of marathon pace in the middle of it. So uh, getting ready for Chicago, I did workouts like... um, 20 miles with 12 of those in the middle at marathon pace. Um, I did an 18 miler a few weeks ago where I did two times six miles at marathon pace with a short break in between. And over the course of your training, you're going to want to do long runs, which include a little bit of marathon pace in them, and then gradually increase how much you're doing of that over the course of training. And I generally like to alternate between the long runs. One week, you'll do a easy long run where you're simply covering the distance. Maybe you're covering a longer distance. And then the next week, you're going to do a long run where you're going to do some faster running in that as well at marathon pace or slightly faster. And maybe that's going to be a slightly shorter distance, but still a long run. In terms of intensity, though, for this, um, you know, 
long runs should generally, even an easy long run, it should be at the upper end of what you consider your easy pace spectrum. So if easy running is anywhere from a two out of 10 to a four out of 10 intensity, it's really great if your long run can be more like a four out of 10 rather than just a two out of 10. Don't just go jog your long run super slow. Uh, I think that's a missed opportunity and it's not super specific to what it's actually like to run a marathon. But if you can go at like a four out of 10 effort, 40% normal, easy run pace, but the higher end of that, that's going to be a lot more specific to what it's like to actually run a marathon. When you do these marathon pace specific runs, big chunks of marathon pace in your long run, you're probably getting up to like 50, maybe 60% effort for those periods in the run. Um, keep in mind, if you know, if you've ever run a marathon and gone through a training cycle, you know, marathon pace on race day always feels very comfortable. If you're well prepared for it, you know, it will feel like a five or six out of 10 effort often in training though. It's not going to feel that easy. Often in training, you might even struggle to get to marathon pace, especially if you're a faster runner. Um, that is okay. <laughs> Uh, you just kind of need to have faith in the process and, and, you know, be, be humble with the, the fact that, you know, if you're training in the summer, for example, it can be really, really hard to hit marathon pace and hold that for any significant amount of time if it's really hot and humid. Um, but you know, when you're well-trained, tapered and conditions are right for a marathon, it's, it's definitely going to be kind of that like 50% effort, 60% effort intensity that you're looking for. So that is the long run. And then as we go into Sunday, it is important to run the day after your long run as well, but let's make that a recovery day, just a jog. I don't care about your speed at all. Honestly, turn the speed, the pace off your watch or get rid of that display. Don't even look at it. Just run for time, run for distance. It should be very easy. Three out of 10 effort max. Um, you're just trying to cover some mileage and, uh, you know, stretch out and, and loosen up your body from the hard long run and with a focus on recovery so that you feel good for your next speed workout that would come the following Tuesday. So that's a basic week for how you actually get faster and what it looks like when you start to train like an athlete and follow one of the training plans and programs that I've created and or the folks who I coach one-on-one, -on -one, this is very much what they will do throughout the course of their training. And this is how you get faster. The two things you can really modulate in your training to get faster is your total volume and the variety. And, you know, volume is really important. Running a lot is really important, but you have to do variety as well. You have to run some runs fast. You have to run some runs moderate and uh, you have to run some runs slow. If you're just going out and doing what I described earlier of three or four hardish runs every week, they're all kind of the same. They're all kind of near marathon pace and you got a bunch of rest days in between that style of running is not sustainable. People who do that typically butt up against injury eventually. Um, because you can only raise your mileage so high doing that kind of training before you realize it's too intense. Um, or, you know, you just kind of, you, you just sort of plateau because you're like, oh, I'm only running three days per week. I only have this amount of time per, to, per run. I can only run this hard. 
Um, you know, I'm not stimulating my body in a new way at all. It's just kind of getting the same experience every time. Uh, this is a very beginner mistake. It's how most folks run. It it's, seems to make sense to new runners, but when you learn how to train to an athlete, like an athlete, you have a wide variety of runs throughout the course of your training week and you know the purpose of each run and you run to the purpose of each run. You know, you don't, you don't go too fast on the fast days because you know why you're going so fast. You don't go too fast on the recovery days because you know why you're going so slow and you run the right pace on the tempo days because you know the importance of tempo running and how that improves your lactate threshold by, by being in a certain range and you know what you're trying to achieve in the long run. That's when people really see big breakthroughs. And with the folks that I've coached and the folks who followed my training plans, when you take someone who's just doing the previous example of hardish runs all the time, and then they start to get on variable training, that's really going to give them different styles of runs. Usually within the first couple of months, people make big improvements um, because just that change that you're, you're putting onto your body is just going to stimulate so much growth within you. And it's also just a lot more fun. You learn to do all these different types of workouts. Um, you know, you get to train fast, you get to train moderate for endurance, you get to train slow. I look forward to the slow days because they're not going to be that hard and I can just enjoy myself. But I also look forward to the hard days because I know I will have an opportunity to dig deep and really push myself. So I love the variety. And if you're not putting that into your training right now, I encourage you to do so. All right. So that is the topic for today. Thank you for listening. And I hope you learned something. I'm going to figure out how to stop the screen share in Zoom. And then we're going to talk about just some of the wins from the team last week. So as it's October as I record this, and it's been a pretty awesome past couple of weeks. The summer was tough. It was really hot, really humid. A lot of times our fitness is hidden during those months. It's hard to tell just how fast you are. But when the temperature drops and people really start to peak for their fall races, I say this every year, people start to fly. They start to do amazing. And the past couple of weeks, like we've just had a tremendous amount of fantastic performances um, on the Night Lions team and in my community. Berlin was a few weeks ago. We had four athletes do Berlin bunch of them PR'd. We had somebody break four for the first time. We had a woman um, run a new team record of 319 um, and many more great performances as well. Last week, I mean, everyone is starting to race now. Um, we had a ton of awesome half marathon performances. Uh, Chris and Beth who were training for the Philly marathon. They did a half marathon up in New Hampshire. And, and I mean, <laughs> Beth ran like a 15 minute PR. Uh, Chris ran an 11 minute PR. Uh, Sammy, Sammy's had a fantastic year. He's PR'd in every distance this year. Uh, I still had one PR faster than him in the half marathon of, of 114, but he beat that last weekend. So he's now faster than me and everything. <laughs> uh, so great job guys. Um, Katie in the Guthrie Wine Glass Marathon, she she had her peak goal race. 
and she she said a new PR there, which was awesome. Um, you know, even when even in the marathon, when it gets tough in those final few miles, if you've if you've kept a positive mindset and you've trained the right way, you know that you can dig deep and push hard. And that's what Katie did in those last few miles and was able to earn her PR. So great job, Katie. And and many, many more good performances. This upcoming week we have Chicago and a whole folks. A whole bunch of folks on the team are running that. So hopefully I'll have more good news to share soon, but uh, keep up the good work, everyone. And I hope that your running is going well as well. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Night and Runs podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd love it if you would share it with a friend or on social media um, or leave a review. That really helps share the word and gets this to the ears of other folks who might enjoy it. And if you haven't already, be sure to download a copy of my free marathon training guide. Just go to nightandruns.com and I'll send you a free edition of my book, Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. Till next time, bye.